pretty people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Camden Wright for a playthrough of his new game currently on Kickstarter, One Child's Heart. One Child's Heart is a game about child care professionals, be they psychologists, social workers, clergy, teachers, or otherwise, that are given the opportunity to enter into a child's memories and help them recontextualize painful moments in their lives to help them better relate to people and help them give guidance and context to their own struggles to help them be better adjusted people further down the road. As you can imagine from the pitch of that game, it is heavy and emotional, but the thing to really emphasize is it is also hopeful and empathetic in a way that few games that I've ever played have been. Uh, As you can imagine from me saying that, I'm a pretty big fan of this game. Uh, And I think it's really wonderful. The game is currently on Kickstarter. It has, in the first day of of the campaign, funded and hit at least its first stretch goal, which is amazing. Um, And you should back it. You can go find links in the show notes to the Kickstarter itself. You should back it and make it a reality. It is a game that I'm really intensely fond of, and I think that you'll really, really enjoy it, and you'll want to have it and to share it with with the people in your gaming groups. So go make it a reality. You can find a link in the show notes. That said, uh, this is also a content warning. As you can imagine from the pitch of the game, we are going to be exploring some issues of childhood trauma. Uh, We are not doing so in an exploitative way, but uh, and specific content warnings are in the episode itself. But if that is something you are sensitive to, be aware of that before diving into the episode. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with my good friend Camden Wright. Camden, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you so much for having me here today. So, uh, real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to introduce not only game the game we'll be playing this week, but any other projects, any other anything that you want the audience at home to know about? Uh, yeah, uh, so my name is Camden Wright, and I've designed a game called One Child's Heart. Uh, it gives uh, players the opportunity to uh, take over the role of child welfare professionals and enter into the troubled memories of a child and help them reframe those memories from inside. That's spectacular. Uh, what like I'm I'm a little nervous, but like really like the pitch of that game is just like hitting me in the heart of like I'm so excited to get into it. <laughs> That's that's fantastic to hear. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about the game is that it's a game about trauma, mm-hmm. but it's really a game about hope and human connection. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. Like that's, I'm so excited. It's you're you're hitting all of my notes here, Camden. Like <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited. That's fantastic. So yeah, it is not. This isn't trauma tourism. This isn't. Uh, what's the worst thing that we can? Uh, have a child experience, but about those smaller moments where from the outside, it might not seem like such a big deal, but because of the specifics of that child's life, mm-hmm. um, it was a pivotal moment for them. Sure, sure, sure. So um, uh, we'll be kickstarting this in April cool. and uh, that's what I'm working on right now. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So why don't we go ahead and dive in? You've sent me over some character sheets, the, uh, I guess, sort of the the various professions of and why don't you tell tell us a little bit about the setting about like what we're diving into before I introduce my character all right uh fantastic so uh the project in the game is called the clears project uh, it was set up originally for uh by DARPA to help soldiers with uh, PTSD coming back 
Uh, they found through the process that uh, that it worked best with children because they had uh, the neuroplasticity to kind of make those memories stick and uh, were open enough to want that human connection still. Be- beautiful. Thanks. So the... Uh, uh, the long-term goal of the Clears Project is still to help soldiers and other people and find ways to monetize it. But uh, right now, kids are still the focus as they perfect the technology. And uh, your professional has been asked to come and participate in this. Um, you have agreed to, uh, after this experiment is over, to never have contact with the child again. Mm-hmm. Because this is science, and anyone who has uh, one or more highly trained professionals, highly motivated towards them, can dramatically affect the outcome of a child's life. So Mm -hmm. this is about what you can do in this moment. Fantastic. Uh, I have chosen to play a therapist. My name is Dr. Herman Carlyle, uh, pronouns he, his. Um, Herman is a professional. My practice is a well-oiled machine. I take my job and duty to my patients very seriously. I am very well prepared. I think that's part of what has drawn me to the clearest project. I think it is It is a lot of – I think this was uh, – as much as I got into therapy sort of out of empathy and out of wanting to help people, I think moving towards the clearest project and sort of this big groundbreaking scientific thing was a little bit of a career move for me. And I think I'm like kind of struggling with that a little bit. I think is kind of how my character is feeling at the start of it is like – I think I took this very this move kind of knowing that it was it was something that that's going to be in journals and studies and stuff and I think I as much as I know that it's going to help people I definitely accepted accepted it and sought and like pitched myself for it out of a little bit of like this will be good this will be a good career move and I'm I'm feeling a little bit conflicted about that at the start of at the start of the game. Awesome. So let me ask you a question yeah. about your uh, your character. Can you give me a short story that really illustrates why he was sought out for this project? Yeah. What is it? Something about him that makes it was like an indication of how great he is with kids. Yes. Um, there's a story of a, I'm going to say a child that I think... There was a study on, like, long-term, you know, there was a study on long-term growth and long-term therapy approaches with, particularly within sort of, like, troubled, like, troubled youth, right? There was, there was a, there was a study on this, and being that, that I am, I am particularly interested in sort of long-term therapy, it's what I, it's what my background is in, it's what I've sort of been it's what I kind of what like became interested in. I think that like I I was noted in some journals about kind of how to sort of reframe uh reframe a child's memory over time, like this sort of long term project. And I think that kind of that kind of growth like boosted my my profile a little bit. And so they they came and sought me out and said like you you know you have a background in sort of long term growth and long-term sort of reframing of memories and long-term sort of therapy in that regards. This is, this is something, this project is something that will require such a sort of like depth of growth and depth of trust that like someone who is used to having that long-term relationship 
has the tools to maybe deal with that sort of intense relationship and also kind of pack it in and compartmentalize it when the, when the therapy and when like the relationship is at its end. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So cool. He sounds awesome. <laughs> I like him. I already, I already like him a lot. Yay. So uh, let's go over some of the basics. This sure. is uh, a very serious game. Right. So uh, we'll go over this game uses uh, lines and veils. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, lines are hard things that we will absolutely not cross. We will not talk about. We will not deal with. Uh, personally, for me, any game that I run, that doesn't matter what it is. There will never be sexual assault of any kind. There will never be the torture of children or animals. Uh, my, mine are very much the same. I would say I would say those are my exact uh, lines. My veils, which are things that we can talk about, but like sort of talking around is a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Is my my only real veil is eye related injuries. Okay. Uh, and uh, I will tell you, uh, my veil inside this game is if you might suspect abuse mm-hmm. of a child, but this game is not about that abuse. It will happen off camera, off screen, cool. and may not come up at all. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, so is there anything else or is that? Uh, I think list? that's pretty much it. I think. Uh, and then as far as like, uh, uh, as for the show, we always use um cut and break if things are feeling intense and we really need to just kind of slow it down we can push the break you just say break and we will we will slow it down we will kind of transition scenes you know take a breather or if we need a hard stop whether that whether that is a safety thing or it's just i gotta go like or somebody's just knocking on the door and i need to go grab that real quick we just say cut we'll stop we'll breathe we'll talk through we'll take a break we'll get things taken care of that way yeah, absolutely. And that is, uh, if you choose to use those tools, it is always a gift to gaming. Mm-hmm. You make uh, the situation better. Uh, you allow us to tell better and more interesting stories. So I appreciate it. Of course. Okay. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, we will go over some of the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, You will notice that you on your character sheet, you have two approaches. One is mind and one is heart. Yes. In uh, one of those, you'll have three dice and the other you'll have two. Yes. Those are D6s, the number of D6s you'll be rolling. Uh, The game starts with a target number. Mm -hmm. And that target number is going to start at 11 for today. Um, Each one of those rolls, you want to meet or exceed that target number. Okay. Um. If you uh, succeed in that target number, uh, the only time you'll roll, let me back up a little bit. The only time you'll ever roll in this game is to gauge the reaction of the child. Uh, You are a professional. You are very good at what you do. If you want to look around, uh, if you want to do research in between memories, if you want to do those things, you just have access to all of them. Okay, cool. Um, The one wild card is the child because you never, even if you say and do everything right, you never know how a child is going to react in those circumstances. Cool. Uh, yeah. So if if you succeed in that, you will get uh, a therapeutic token, which we will uh, keep track of. Uh, your goal for this will be to earn three over the course of each of the uh, in total over the course of the memories that we play. Um, if you earn all three of those, um, you will have a mostly positive outcome at the end of the game when we do the epilogue. Okay. Um, should you not 
uh, succeed on that role, you will have a couple of options. Um, you can choose to uh, have the child lose trust in you, mm-hmm. which will give you a minus one to all future roles going forward. And that is cumulative throughout the game. Uh, you can also choose to uh, have the, what you said, inflict a traumatic reaction mm-hmm. from uh, the child. In this case, his name is Cole. Um, and you will, uh, I will, uh, we'll role play that out. You'll get to see what it looks like. You'll roll a D6. And uh, we will add that number. So okay, cool. for a, a, sing- a single player, uh, we're going to go with eight is the total number. Okay. So if if the total trauma inflicted ever reaches eight or more, there's going to be a long-term psychological harm caused. And we'll talk about that in the the epilogue as well. As long as you don't reach that target number of eight, that trauma is localized to just that particular. Okay, cool. And then uh, once per game, you can also choose to um, violate your ethics in some core way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you will turn that success into, or that failure into a success, and you will permanently lose one die on whatever approach that you were rolling. Got it. And um, those kind of uh, violations of ethics look like things like if you were, let's say, example, playing the clergy, you might have a crisis of faith that you communicate to the child uh, in a way to get them to reframe what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that core tenet that you've broken. Or you might choose as a therapist to break confidentiality to share a story involving real names with sure. somebody else, something like that. Uh, is there any questions so far? No, no, that all makes that all makes perfect sense. I guess my, my only question is you had said if I fail the role, do I choose which of the which of the options or do you or do you choose? You choose whichever okay. one you want. Okay. All right. Um so we will uh first um uh, you have two skills that mm-hmm. allow you to narratively add a plus one uh, or plus two if you can uh, if you can justify both of them to uh, all of your your approach roles. So, would you tell us the two that you chose? Yes, I chose uh, composure, which is I take the time with my patients that they need to heal. I am in this for the long term gains. And professional, me and my practice are a well oiled machine. I take my job and my duty to my patients very seriously. I always prepare myself for my work. All right. Fantastic. So, uh, and use those in as creative a way mm-hmm. as is possible. Um, so that the idea is that you're generally adding at least one of those skills sure. to every role that you make. Cool. Okay. So, uh, today the child that you're going to be meeting is named Coleman Laurie. Everyone calls him Cole. His age is 13. His current social worker's name is Michaela Britton. And parents are Matilda and Matt Laurie. Got it. Okay. Okay. And he is currently living with his parents. Okay. All right. So uh, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and... Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The uh, current uh, current target number is going to be 11. Yes. Uh, therapeutic tokens needed is going to be three. It's one per player per memory. All right. And um, every memory where you try um, to make a connection with Cole, regardless of success or failure, but you roll those dice, um, that target number will drop by one cool. at the end of that memory. Uh, so the next memory will be, you know, if you do one in the first, it'll drop from 11 to 10 for the second and then from 10 to nine for the third. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Makes sense. 
Okay. All right. So you show up to the Clears Project. It is in a pretty nondescript industrial park. Uh, you walk through the door. There's a security guard that greets you. Um, it is uh, pretty mundane looking uh, for the level of technology that you know is going on in this place. But as you get further and further into the building, uh, security gets tighter and tighter until finally there is an actual armed guard uh, at the last door um, who greets you. And she's like, hello, hello, come in, come in, doctor. Uh, they're expecting you. And she opens the door. Uh, I, I am uh, a little flustered, but sort of trying to maintain that sort of professional aura. And I, I'm trying to, you know, respond to her congeniality in kind, despite being a little thrown off by my surroundings. And I'm like, well, thank you. I'm uh, 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 happy to be here. Thank you so much. Um, show me where uh, I guess the magic happens. Yeah, uh, just go through the door. Okay. And uh, she points. Um, and as you walk through the door, um, you're in what looks sort of like a giant break room. Uh, there are computers, uh, tables for people to eat, microwave, coffee machine, uh, a refrigerator with food of unde- indeterminate age. Uh, and along one wall is a big picture window mm-hmm. that looks into what is obviously the laboratory. Um, there are several exam chairs sitting there with um, straps on them, something that they didn't really mention, and uh, wires that hook up to everything. And from the ceiling, comes uh, a bundle of cables that end in a helmet that's sitting in the center of it. Uh, You see a bunch of people kind of running around and flipping switches and checking checking dials and the like. And out from uh, that room comes a woman who is clearly in charge because she's holding a clipboard. Of course. Welcome, doctor. Welcome. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am beyond happy to be here, happy to be around all of this i it's be it's exciting i gotta admit it is very exciting well i, I just want to say we are so excited to have you here uh, i mean it's professionals like you that really give are the heart of this project and i've been here since pretty close to the beginning so i'm just i'm really excited to work with you i am i that means a lot thank you i i feel like we're making history here i feel like this is this is something that people are going to talk about for a very long time, and I am just honored to have been chosen to be a part of it. Oh, well, I mean, we're honored to have you. Uh, I just, I'm going to go over a few things. I know you've been at, seen the paperwork a million times and gone through all the briefings and the orientations, but you, I want to make you sure can never that cover you know. things too often. Believe me, I've been there. I know, I know the whole process and procedure. And she smiles and kind of checks one thing off of her list. Um, All right. That's great to hear. So uh, remember, you've agreed not to have contact going forward with Cole. Uh, To um, the uh, avatar that we've chosen for you, um, he will recognize from memory to memory, but it will not be your face. So if you run into Cole in the outside world, he won't recognize you. Mm. Uh, the third thing is um, I'm going to be monitoring this entire process. Uh, if it looks like I, I can't see what's going on, but uh, if it looks like Cole's cortisol levels spike or there's any sort of uh, like real danger or trauma happening, I will pull everybody out of the memory immediately. So, and that's for your safety and his as well. Of course, of course, of course. 
Um, he is um, in another part of the facility, and uh, with his permission, he has been um, he is under sedation, and so this will not. Uh, it will be sort of like an entire dream sequence to him when mm-hmm. he wakes up. Sure. Um, but uh, in between memories, you have a chance to uh, take full use of our facilities if there is any research that you want to do about coal. Perfect. That sounds. I. I. You know, I am used to being the most prepared person in the room, and I feel a little outleagued right now. Well, we, we prefer that um, the, we learned in the early stages that if the professionals go in being too prepared, um, they have expectations. Mm. And it often gets in the way of the actual therapeutic value of this process. So we just want you to uh, meet him first and then back yourself up with the data to go back in and do what's necessary. I, I trust the process. Oh, thank you so much. All right. So um, we're going to go as, is there anything, any questions, anything I can do for you before we start? You know, I, other than, can I drink coffee under the process or, or is that going to mess with the, with the procedure? No, you can have coffee. I mean, there's no food or drink allowed in the laboratory, but as far as you want, there's, there's coffee, there's tea, there's some donuts. Oh, a coffee and a donut box. actually sounds like, really, I, I mean, I can't envision a better de-stressor before undergoing this process than a coffee in an old-fashioned. Okay, that's great. Uh, well, well, you go ahead and help yourself, and um, I will get everything prepared. How fresh are the donuts? Are they like, are, have they been sitting a while, or are they... Are they-, they, have been, they have definitely been sitting that's a while. That's what I kind of figured. <laughs> All right. So um, out of character, um, here's a moment where we're going to talk about the memories that you are going to experience. Okay. Um, There are no secrets in this game. So uh, I'm going to give you a list of content warning for Mm -hmm. the memories that we're about to go over. Cool. If anything is unacceptable, just say, nope. And I will pull it out and put another one in its place. Okay. The game is designed to be completely modular. Fantastic. All right. So the first memory... Uh, it is uh, features poverty, hunger, and classism. Cool. I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. You okay. Okay. Uh, the second memory uh, features uh, uh, verbal abuse in the form of yelling, um, bullying, and gendered swearing. Um. Yeah, I'm alright with that. Okay. And uh, the third features uh, an injury. A fear of abandonment and a feeling of neglect. Uh, I can deal with that. That's 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 all. That's all acceptable. Okay, fantastic. So those are the three memories that we'll be using. So uh, you uh, you'd say, I mean, you're a professional, so you'd say this donut's probably like a day and a half old. Yeah, it's it's yesterday's uh, donuts, which is which is you know at par for the course. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the woman comes back and she's like, all right, uh, if you're ready, doctor, um, we are ready to, to strap, to secure you in the chair. I, I, you can, you can say strap. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm expecting a little bit, a little bit of that. So we can, we can have fun with this. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Um, man, this is going to be a better day than I thought. Okay. Um, let's get you in the chair and, uh, you know, make sure that, tell us if anything is uncomfortable, please. We'll do. I, 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 pro- I give you, I give you my word as a professional. I will hold nothing back. All right. Fantastic. So uh, she leads you in and uh, there's a couple of uh, other lower level technicians that uh, 
put the straps on and uh, put uh, a series of sensors on with little clips to, to monitor your vitals. And eventually, the final thing is they slide uh, the helmet over your head. So everything is pitch black inside of there. Um, the sound is kind of the outside world is really muffled. And uh, over what you assume are speakers inside this, you hear, uh, okay, um, we're getting ready to start anytime now. So, um, so any questions before we begin? What'd you say? I'm kidding. That was a joke. I'm, 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 I'm feeling good. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and count it down. Um, we don't know what memories you're going to be experiencing, but we do know that they all happen uh, in a linear time uh, line from earliest to most recent. Um, so this is the youngest you'll ever experience cold being. Okay. Okay. Understood. All right. So we're counting down from five, four, three, three two, two, one. Everything goes white. And as the picture refocuses, you're standing outside of a gas station in a small rural town. Um, you can see uh, inside this gas station has like a little store, a little mini market in it. And uh, it's brightly lit on the inside. And you can see Cole. Um, he looks like he's maybe 11 at this point. Okay. And uh, you see that there is a, uh, a an adult man, probably in his late 50s, yelling at Cole. But from where you are right now, you can't really hear what's going on. Uh, I'm going to look... I'm going to look and see if I see glass or anything to get a reflection because I know that they said my face would not be my face. And so I want to, mm -hmm. I want to know, get a handle on, on who I am, what I am, or if I am anything in this particular memory. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you are, uh, what's your character's ethnicity? Um, I think white. Okay. So you look like the most generic, semi-professional looking white dude okay. on the planet. Like so, uh, remarkable in your unremarkableness. Got it. I think that I think. Yeah. Okay. So I look. I look. I kind of like adjust the tie that I'm absolutely wearing. Uh huh. And I, I just kind of like. Is it, it, it is Cole being yelled at in the gas station or outside of the gas station? Inside the gas station. So I think I'm going to step inside the gas station, um, grab like some snacks, and just try and like overhear what is happening so that I can kind of step in if needed yeah absolutely so the the uh, as you open that door you hear i warned you that this was going to be the last and it's like there is a transformation and the owner is like oh hi welcome welcome to the store i'm sorry about that um is there anything i can help you find um yeah could you do you have and i'm gonna like take a quick scan behind the counter uh-huh. And like I, I, I'm looking specifically for whichever brand of cigarettes or chew or something is like the farthest back and the highest up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, could you get me a, a package of like uh, of that brand of, of cigarette? Like that's that's my brand. I know it's a little out of the way, but it's it's the one I like. <laughs> so there is a moment where uh, you see like the cloud of 
oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this. And uh, But he continues with the smile on his face. He's like, I need to grab a step stool from the back, uh, but I'll be here. You know, I'll get that for you, no problem. And uh, you see him kind of eyeball Cole, and then he turns around and, and walks away. And I, 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 the second that he walks into the back, I turn to Cole immediately and I'm like, you all right? I'm fine. Are you, are you okay? Are you okay? I said I was fine. Who are I, you? I'm just checking in. I, I, nobody likes to get yelled at. Okay. So this would be a, uh, an opportunity if you want uh, to see if you can break through this emotional wall that, that Cole is putting up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, if you want to make an approach roll uh, and tell me what uh, skill or skills that you're going to add to this to uh, see if you can get him to tell you about what's going on. I think the approach that I'd like to use is heart. I'm, I'm sort of not so much trying to like formally get into Cole's head mm-hmm. so much as I'm just trying to relate to the experience of being yelled at because nobody enjoys that kind of experience absolutely and so i think that i'd like to make a heart roll and i'd like to add my composure to it because i'm 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 good at relating to a patient right like i'm good at at forging that long-term connection it's what has gotten me where i am in my career so far i 100 percent agree let's do it so 11 11 is your target number i'm gonna roll three dice and add one correct that is a 15, 16. 16. Well done. All right. So we're just going to role play out the rest of this scene. Um, mark down uh, that you have earned one therapeutic token. Okay. And so, I, yeah, I think that I, I just am kind of like, nobody likes to be yelled at. And honestly, this guy likes to yell at people. So it, he's, he's down, you don't know him. He's cool. He's just mad. He... Yeah, but he's mad a lot, so... It doesn't... I mean, listen, I just... I need this job, and he's been cool, and um, I just... I don't want to make any trouble. Please, don't make any trouble. I, I... You got my word, but... Don't... Don't let him walk all over you. Even if he gets mad and yells, don't... Don't forget that you've got value. I, I know. He's been, I promise, he's been cool. He's been really cool. He just got pissed because I was late again. Yeah. And, but, you know, that happens sometimes, right? Like, you know, people are late, but that doesn't, I guess that doesn't mean you have to get yelled at. So uh, there are a couple things that you notice. Uh, one, Cole uh, at 11 is way too yeah. young to be yeah, yeah, yeah. working here. And um, two, um, there's actually a, uh, you see his, uh, he's got a backpack mm-hmm. that's kind of leaning down at his feet. And there is a couple of cans of corn inside of it. And I, I, um, I look at the backpack and I, I stand there for a second and I reach into my pocket and I pull out like uh like a like a 20 or something, right? Just enough mm-hmm. to cover what's in the backpack, probably. So uh, this is a memory. Okay. It's happened in the past. You can't actually affect the outcome okay. of it. What happened, happened. So I think I think what I say, then then I think what I, I, I think I just kind of look at this stuff in the backpack and I'm like, 
don't do it while he's around. I just, I, I always pay him back. I know. And that's, and I, and let me tell you, that's a damn honorable thing to do. And you should be proud of doing that, but just don't do it while he's around. You'll get yelled at or worse. You'll lose your job. And do you really want to, do you really want to have been fired at 11? I think I'm already fired. Nah, he's just mad. It's like you said, he's, he's cool. He's just mad, but. Just So what do I do if he does fire me? My family needs the money. I mean, my parents don't even know I'm here. Well, if your parents don't know you're here, and it sounds a little bit like the only people that know you're here are you and him. I mean, he thinks my parents know. Well, if you get fired, nobody has to know. It's like you get a pass. Think about it that way. You get a you get another shot at your first job. Well, how are we gonna? Oh, never mind. No, no, sure. no, no. Ask. It'll be fine. No, It'll be fine. No, ask. I'm I'm all ears. I got I got time. What's up? Well, I mean, that's great that I get. I don't give a shit about whether or not I get another another pass at my first job. I care about whether or not they're going to turn our electricity off. There are other jobs though. And, and We're trying to in this crappy town. I know, I know, it sucks here. It there's no other way to put it, but it's the the second you start to look at it as the end of the line is when you turn into everybody else, and I think you're better than that. So uh, in the background of this conversation that's going on, you see the store owner uh, and he's just sort of frozen in place. Um, so he is very much a construct of Cole's memory. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, in this process of trying to get you what you asked for, is just kind of frozen, waiting for something to happen. And I think as I say that, I just kind of like step up. I, I, take, the, I take the cigarettes. I pay for them. And I just turn around and I just kind of like smile. I give I give like a knowing nod. I don't even necessarily say anything else. I just give a knowing nod and I'm like and I, I, I walk out hoping that hoping that anything that I've said has had like a lasting impact. Fantastic. So um, as you uh, as you start to walk out the door, the store owner kind of springs back to life and you hear him. I told you this was the last time, Cole. Now go home. And I don't want to see you back here. Leave the cans. And so you see Cole set those two cans back on the counter. And uh, as he walks to the door, everything fades to white. Mm. Um, It becomes black again. And you are back. They're pulling the helmet off of you. And you're back in the laboratory. Okay. um, Are you okay? How'd that go? Well, you weren't. Exaggerating in the in the pre-screening process, that was a lot. Yeah. But I think it went okay. I think it went I mean, I think it went as well as it could have gone. It seems like I it seems like I, I made a connection. It seems like it was the start of a trusting relationship. And here's hoping that the next few go just as well. I think we're on the road to something good. You know, 
you know as well as I do that this is a long process, but I think that this is the start of something good. All right. Well, um, um, I'm glad to hear that. Take a break. We need uh, Cole. Give Cole a little time to rest and relax. Um, if you want to do any research, you have full access to our computer systems that are uh, tied into um, his case files and everything. So uh, just let us know if we can help. Yeah, I would. I would love to get some research on uh, both Cole's family, like both Cole's uh, parents, like jobs, occupations, their 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 living situation, and also, uh, I guess the town. It's like the town in which he grew up. I think both of those would really be helpful. I got a few glimpses of it in our interaction, and I would love some conversation about. Or some some insight into what that looks like to better know how to approach future interactions. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Cole uh, grew up small rural town, middle America. Um, you know that um, he has been with uh, one foster family in mm-hmm. his life, and he's back with his parents. Um, Dad was uh, diagnosed with lung cancer several years ago. Um, ended up. Uh, needing some pretty serious treatment family lost their house um the uh cole stayed with uh in a uh, in a kinship care situation so instead of going to strangers in foster care he went to uh, family friends Mm -hmm. and uh while uh his parents were um out of town getting treatment for dad and trying to kind of get their feet back uh underneath them okay um He's grown up, uh, you know, that uh, Cole and his family are African-American in a predominantly white town. Mm -hmm. And um, Cole has uh, a history of doing pretty well in sports. Okay. Any other specific questions? Um, Yeah. um, I'm curious about... Cole had mentioned it being a dead-end town, so I guess I'm curious about, like, the, like, the makeup. You said it was a predominantly white town. Is it a predominantly working-class town? Is it more of a a middle-upper-class community? Like, how was that town, and had it changed at all in the time that he was sort of living there? No, uh, it is, um, there's a lot of uh, agriculture Mm -hmm. in the town where he is. Um, It is having... Um, a family farm collapse is not um, all that uncommon, unfortunately, okay, sure. these days. Uh, but uh, his uh, his dad was uh, stayed at home, tended the farm. Uh, mother was a uh, a nurse okay. at the local clinic, and so primary breadwinner for the household. Sure. Okay. Uh, and they're not. I, okay. A- Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say. Okay, that gives me a good. Okay, so it's a it's a farm community. But uh, kind of a struggling farm community. That's that 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 puts into perspective a lot of what Cole was talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. Anything else? No, I think that does it. I think those are the things that I wanted to to learn more about. Okay, fantastic. So, um, when uh, is there anything that your character wants to do outside of research? Um, I think he like sits for i think he just like sits for a while i think he you know tries to unwind he checks his email he does a lot of like professional type work 
Like, I think mm-hmm. that he is the sort to unwind by working. So he, like, checks his email, checks his, checks his blog, his, like, self-care blog for comments, hits all, hits all his usual stops, sits for a second, drinks, like, hits the water cooler, drinks from the little paper cup, and just kind of holds the cup of water for a minute, and takes a few minutes before going back to the lab and just kind of, like, sort of closes his eyes and just breathes, and out. Okay, I, and he kind of gets back in, he goes. He comes back to the lab, crumples the paper cup, throws it in the trash can, and clear, like, bro, like twists his neck a little bit, and is like, alright, I am, I feel, I feel ready, uh, let's, let's get back into it. Okay, alright, and so uh, they start uh, getting back to work on you, it goes a little faster this time, because you've already got all the little stick'em things on mm-hmm. you, and um, you kind of know where to move to kind of help them this time. So uh, Helmet goes back down, and uh, you hear the technician come back over the intercom. Okay, um, we're going to do this again. Um, I'd just like to say, take a second to say thank you again. Um, I hope this really does make a long-term difference in Cole's life. That's what we're after. That's what matters. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and count it down from five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Everything goes white. And as the picture refocuses, um, you see you're standing in the middle of uh, what looks like a Chuck E. Cheese. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. And there are kids everywhere, arcade machines. Um, It is, you know, the basic uh, hellscape of chaos that you would expect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over in one corner, um, you see Cole. Uh, He looks like he's maybe a year older, about 12. Um, and he's sitting with um, a white couple who you have not seen before. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman gets up to, to go do something. And uh, you hear uh, over here, even through the chaos, it, um, it sounds loud, um, uh, uh, unnaturally loud through this. Like it is a highlight of his memory instead of the reality of what the volume would be in sure. a real life situation. Um, and you hear the man say, Cole, stop being a pussy. We, we spent a lot of money to bring you here. Now get up and fucking enjoy it like a normal kid. And he storms off. And I kind of let, I, I let him leave. I throw him a hell of a side eye. But I, 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 I sort of hang back in the crowd. And I, I wait. And I... I'm just going to sit back for a moment and watch Cole and see, like, how Cole is doing, how how he's feeling, you know, watch watch his reaction, both for how he's dealing with what just happened and, and, and know specifically how he's hurting and reacting to that hurt. And also see if I can't get a handle on why he is so withdrawn. So uh, first thing you notice is he has pushed himself back as far into this booth as he can get. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got his knees drawn up to his chest and he's rocking ever so slightly. And uh, every time there is a loud kind of beeping noise or, you know, the the sounds that you hear out of arcade machines and stuff like that, or somebody shouts, you see him flinch. Okay. 
So it's pretty clear that this sensory input of what's going on is overwhelming for it. Yeah. So um, I am going to uh, walk. I'm going to kind of walk calmly over to where he's at, you know, looking around like the, I, I, I want this time. I kind of watch the room freeze a little bit as I'm starting to kind of get used to that whole process of like reality is starting to stop at this moment. Right. Like this is things like the, the memory is shifting and things are starting to stop. And I'm kind of acknowledging that. And under my breath, I just kind of, that's weird. Okay. And I think like, I think I stand there for a moment and as sort of everything is kind of creaking to a halt, I just, I, I, I standing at the booth and just, you okay? You need a minute to breathe? I'm, I'm, and he does it. That's all he says. Yeah, I get that way too. This it's, it's loud and there's machines and, have you seen that those animatronics are they're they're weird they are there's no other way to put it i am well past grown up and they have never stopped being weird there is uh one of the um the kind of ticket machines that uh that uh, are nearby let's add a beep 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 and when that happens you see uh it's like Cole, uh, like, doubles down into himself. And I, 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 I think at this point I have sat down in the booth across from him and I'm just like, breathe in and out. Okay. So in let's and go, out. Let's go ahead and make an approach roll to yeah. see how Cole reacts to that. I think this is more of a mind roll than a heart roll. Okay, so uh, and and those those approaches are kind of generally the way yeah. you do your job. So um, you can always roll on the higher because okay. we always kind of approach jobs in the way that we're best at them. Sure, that makes sense. So yeah, I think okay. Then this is probably this is a heart thing. This is me. This is me knowing knowing what is troubling him. Right, like I can tell there's mm-hmm. a connection between the beeping of the machines and like hospital beeps. Right, like I can tell yeah. he's going through this and. Uh, but I'm trying to specifically not confront him with that because I think that possibly like confronting him with that directly while he's still sort of in the the worst throes of this sort of anxiety attack is going to probably worsen it before it gets better. Mm-hmm. So I'm working to get him, you know, focusing on something calm and serene before broaching that subject right so i'm talking through breathing exercises and i'm i'm trying to relate you know relate in in ways that are fun and disarming and not and not directly sort of confrontational you know i'm i'm furthering that relationship through sort of the the well-honed practices that like that i've i've built up over the years of running of running this practice right like yeah all the sort of classic things. Perfect. So I'm going to roll my three dice. And I think I could, I think, would you call that justifying both skills, composure and professional? 
Yeah. I mean, this is what you do for a living yeah. and you've identified what's going on. Okay, cool. So 10 is your target. Yep. That's 2, 6, 12, 13, 14. Fantastic. The dice are with you today. Dice are with me today. They are not always with me, especially uh, there have been a few episodes that have been me rolling very badly and just watching things spiral out of control. So I'm feeling pretty good today. Good. So uh, so Cole kind of slows down and you can see him. Um, it's still labored breathing, but he's he's trying. He's trying, which is a huge step. Yeah, and I think as he's trying, I kind of just, it's not about, it's not about the Chuck E. Cheese, right? I just didn't want to come here. I told him I didn't want to come here. And they didn't listen, and that's not fair of them. It's supposed to be my stupid-ass birthday. It is. It's supposed to be your day, and they didn't let it be about you, and that's not fair. And that's not, and you are entirely valid in feeling that way. I'm normal. You are. You are. You are. Every, you are every bit as normal. I can I tell you something. I felt. I felt the exact same way. I would say you're just as normal as me. And look at me. I'm every bit as normal as every other adult in this Chuck E. Cheese. And there's a moment where he kind of stops for a second and he looks at your face and like he's focusing for the first time. Hey, you're that weird guy from the gas station. I would take objection to the term weird, but yes. Sure. What are you doing here? I am friends with the manager. I was just stopping by for a slice of pizza. He owes me one. Pizza here? Like, you eat the food here? Hey. It's the only pizza that he'll get me because he gets it for free. It's not my preference, but a bet is a bet, and I intend on collecting my bet on my on debts that are owed to me. And um, that uh, ticket machine goes off again, and you watch him like really tense up again. Breathe. I know. I know. <sighs> I know. I don't like it here. And then that's okay. Like, no one's... I can't say no one, but... No one should expect you to. And it's okay... To not like it here. I'm tough. My dad said I'm the man of the house while he's sick. I'm as tough as any of them. And... Do you know what part of being tough is? It's Kicking being ass. It's being okay being scared. That that's, doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't, but a lot of things don't make sense. A rat with a guitar doesn't make sense. And there's a moment where he, he actually chuckles a little. And then, you know, he's kind of back to that. Intense state. Mm-hmm. Just remember that. It's tough to be. It's tough to be okay being scared. It doesn't make sense, but neither does the rat with the guitar. If you're ever scared, I just want you to think about the rat with the guitar and think about things that don't make sense, and how sometimes it's okay that things don't make sense. 
Now I'm going to go get my slice of pizza. It's going to be gross. And I look at the pizza that's in front of both of us and I'm like, it's going to be gross. But I'm going to get through it. Because sometimes we have to just get through things. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's probably easy for you, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. It matters. A lot of things matter, but a lot of things don't matter. Chuck E. Cheese trips don't matter. You know, people people being jerks doesn't matter. What matters is what matters is us. All right, take it easy, kid. Okay, and um. As you get up and walk away, where do you go? Uh, I think I walk towards like the. I think I walk towards the uh, like the front counter, mm-hmm. and I I just kind of hang back there and like sort of try and I and like hide among this. What I'm kind of picturing in the dreamscape is like an overwhelming crowd of people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like stepping among people so that I kind of tastefully fade into the background. All right. And you see Cole get up and like look over at uh, where the uh, adults are um, that were at the table. And um, he just like, boom, makes a break for the front door. Mm. Um, And as he exits that front door, everything fades to white. Goes back to black. They pull the helmet off of you. You are you okay? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all right. It's is it's a difficult. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, but I'm okay. Uh, the uh, head technician leans down, kind of conspiratorially, and whispers in your ear: "There are fresh bear claws in a box in the third cabinet on the left. You deserve a Nobel Peace Prize." Shh. <laughs> and uh, she uh, gets up and she walks away. And uh, I think I get up and I stretch and I go have another cup of coffee, decaf mm-hmm. this time because I don't think I need I don't think I need the extra caffeine at this point. And I just kind of hold the cup for a while and I, I feel like the warmth through the styrofoam cup and I'm just sitting there. Trying to breathe, trying to contextualize everything, and I, I I think to myself like this is this is what I this is my job this is this is what I do it's it's a lot all at once but this is this is what I do. Fantastic. <sighs> Let's get into it. So, is there uh, any research that uh, your character would like to do? Yeah, I'd love to know more about the family. Uh, whether I, uh, whether it was his sort of kinship family or just a different family, if I can know kind of who the people there, who the people were that he was at the Chuck E. Cheese with. Yeah, you can put it together. Uh, this is while he was with the Cobain family, okay. Baker and Justine, and there's pictures of them in the file, uh, and you recognize them. Um, they are uh, uh, family, longtime family friends, and well-respected members uh, of the community. It's looking at the case notes from the social worker. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you have seen situations like this before where people uh, will really well-intentioned people will often step up into these foster roles, mm-hmm. um, but they're not prepared for the, the amount of rules that go along with it. You know, all the basic things that a, a foster family that wasn't emotionally attached to this, you know, knows going into it. Um, that, uh, you know, like if they were to, they might swat a kid on the butt um, mm-hmm. in their own family, but a, a child that is in their care and foster care, that's a completely unacceptable thing. Sure. Um, so there's all these regulations that go with it. And sometimes that can be really frustrating to the families. Sure. So, um, and I guess uh, I'm looking for any specific case notes on if Cole fully ran away or if it was like a, a note, just if, it, if it's on the books, if there's anything related to that, what, what happened after the, after the, the, the memory ended, I guess. Okay. There is absolutely no uh, record of him running away or anything like that. Okay. Uh, but at, during this time, there is a marked increase in uh, Cole's uh, violent outbursts at school and at his various sporting events. Okay. So he plays uh, baseball, which his dad used to coach, uh, plays football, basketball, pretty much anything that the town has to offer that he can get be a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been uh, uh, had a couple of in-school suspensions for fighting, um, and it's before this, nothing. Uh, right around this time, as he's with this family, uh, marked increase and has been continuing on since then. And okay, I think that's all. I that's all. I all I wanted to look into was to see what what, what the aftermath of that was to understand what to kind of expect for the next one. Okay, fantastic. I am immediately now going to move move in on those bear claws. All right. And they are. It's the promised land of pastries. Uh, They are fresh. Uh, These are like top tier um, supervisory level pastries. Oh, bless. (laughs) Bless. All I can say is bless. I am (laughs) just on just sit. I am just like sitting with this bear claw for a bit. And I, I am trying my best to enjoy it for all of its like flaky gooey glory and it's a struggle it's it's a struggle there's a lot of stress in the air um Mm -hmm. carrying a lot of stress at this moment but it's a it's a tiny it's a tiny treat for myself and I, i i know how much how important that kind of thing is yeah and you'll see occasionally a one of the lower level technicians will like pot like have a little hiccup in their step as they walk by the plate glass window seeing you eating that bear claw mm-hmm. and give you a little bit of side eye like <laughs> all right so i'm gonna you know wipe my hands with a napkin stand up uh loosen my tie and like go head back inside like i all right i am full stomach full heart let's finish this all right. So just to check in, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, uh, I am doing like okay. I am doing okay. This is this is heavy stuff, but I knew it was going to be heavy stuff. I am feeling, I am feeling good. I'm feeling fundamentally good. This is a great, great story. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing. Very I'm doing. Good. I'm Thank also you. doing good. Okay. All right. 
So if you're ready, we'll jump into the, the final memory. So uh, this time is even easier. You get yourself in. Everybody kind of knows what they're doing at this point. Um, you're there, comfortable, secured in place, so you don't roll off of this chair. The helmet goes down. Uh, okay, so just to let you know, um, this is the last memory you'll be experiencing. So um, anything you want to say to Cole, this is the time to say it. So Understood. Um, we appreciate your time. And uh, if you're ready, I'm going to count it down. Let's count it down. Counting down from five, four, four three, three, two, two, one. Everything goes white. And as the picture refocuses, um, you're sitting, uh, you're standing in the backyard of a large farmhouse. Uh, it's got a white picket fence around this area. Um, there's some old broken metal playground equipment. Um, and uh, an old picnic table with a stack of boxes that are tumbled over next to it. Um, you see Cole sitting on top of uh, the picnic table and holding one arm and uh, just sitting there kind of staring at the ground. And I, I for a moment, hesitate walking over because I don't, I don't know what to say. He, this is the last like interaction we'll have, and you know these memories will hang, but like it's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with, you know. So I, I think I take a moment to walk over, and I sort of my shadow standing over him kind of falls over Cole a little bit as I as I. You all right? You cool? And he turns around and the reaction is immediate. He's like, what the fuck do you want? Just checking in. I don't know you. That's fair. You'd say he's pretty close to 13-ish at this point. Just checking in. You seemed out of it. And uh, he looks back and, like, he sees you again. So it's at that moment where he focuses. And the whole time, he's just kind of gripping that arm tightly. You're the creepy son of a bitch from Chuck E. Cheese, aren't you? I would object to the term creepy, but yes. Well, keep walking. I don't need you. Yeah, right? Holding your arm pretty tight. (laughs) <laughs> Fantastic. Go ahead and give me an approach roll. All right. We'll call this heart again. Um, and I think... Uh, I think that I'm trying to keep, like, a distance. I think is more so... I think more so than composure. I think this is me trying to... Give the distance... Give the distance that Cole needs in order to... Ease up. And like drop his guard a little bit. He's feeling like he's feeling like he needs to put some distance between us. So I want to allow him to put that distance in the hopes that he'll feel safe enough to sort of lessen that distance. So I think I'm going to add professional to that more so than composure. So your current target number is nine since you rolled. See, we got six, two, six. That is 15 again. Yes, fantastic. 
So, um, so Cole looks at you. He's like, it's nothing. I'm fine. Are you? Yeah. You know? It's not a big deal. And you see him kind of like try to stretch his arm out and like really wincing. It's like, it's okay. I, you don't wince like that when you're fine. It'll, it'll be okay. What happened? I, I just fell. You fell? Yeah. And you see that the, um, the boxes and the table and the proximity to everything, mm-hmm. you're guessing that he was just roughhousing and doing something incredibly reckless mm-hmm. and probably did fall. Okay. It's, it's okay. Just don't even worry about it. Uh, you'll be fine. I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. I mean, my dad's in the hospital. You think this is going to stop me? I I know it won't. But, I mean, next time might. What do you mean? And I look at him and I look at the boxes and I'm like, you know, it's a hurt arm this time. What's it going to be next time? Broken ankle? Busted knee? Where's it's, you know, you got to think. You're Last time we talked, you said you were the man of the house while your dad was sick. You got I am the man of the house. I know. And so you got to start. Cole, you got to start thinking like it. Which means taking care of yourself, which means taking care of the people around you. I am. I'm doing my best. I know. And I see that. And a lot of people see it, but. You got to take care of yourself or else. I don't know. What am I going to do? Am I going to go to the doctor? We can't. We already can't afford to pay for the doctors that my dad goes to. So then, no, you're not going to go to the doctor this time, but next time you might have to. So you got to play it safe. Got to play it. I'm sorry. Are you here? Are you going to fix everything for me? Are you going to make my dad better and make me not get hurt? And give us a house to live in? No, I think you're going to do that. So it's my job? Kinda. Okay, fantastic. I'm going to make you roll again, just because what you said has kind of pushed up against yeah. um, some things going on in uh, in his life. Yep. So, give me your which approach and what skill. Uh, I'm going to call this... I'm going to call this... Let's call this mind. I think that this is, I think this is a little more of me trying to, I think this is a little less of me trying to like get, like get through and a little more of me kind of falling back on my experience and sort of my go-to procedures. Okay, fantastic. So nine is your target. All right. That's a three. (laughs) All right. So now you have a choice. Um, You can have a cold lose trust in you. Um, you can, which will be a minus one to mm-hmm. any other rolls. Uh, you can have this uh, tri- unintentionally trigger a negative reaction from him, traumatic. Or you can choose to violate your ethics, turn that success into a failure. I think this is going to be a failure into success. I think this feels like the right moment to lose trust. Okay, fantastic. And I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm willing to. I'm willing to push that since this is the 
sort of last interaction that we'll be having, I think. All right. So, I, think I'm, uh, I think I'm being a little more a little more willing to sort of push at him a little bit. All right. Fantastic. And you can call anytime you want. If you want to make an approach roll, okay. you can just let me know. Sure. Um, so uh, Cole, immediately on here, you say it kind of is. Um, I am doing my best. Everyone else is telling me that it's not my fault. And, and you're coming here telling me that it is. I didn't make my dad sick. I didn't make us poor. I didn't put us in this stupid town. I, I'm not saying any of those things are your fault. I'm saying you hurting your arm, being reckless. That might have been a little bit. And I'm saying you can't change those things. You can't. You can't change those circumstances. Those are just what they are. And I wish I could do something to change that. I really, really do. Yeah, I know. You're just another person that walks in, tells me what's right and what's wrong, and can't do shit to save me. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. That's exactly what I am. But you know what you are? I don't... Let me guess. A loser. No. You're the one person that can do something. You're better... Which means that you are... It means you're the only person that's not a loser because you're the only person that can change your situation. How? Be smart. Be be smart. Be the person that you are. Look. Do you like do you, do you like sports? Yeah. Let me tell you a story. I I used to play baseball. You I know I don't look like it now because I busted my ankle in college in a prank, ended my career. But I could have been somebody, but I was reckless. I didn't take, I wasn't smart. I didn't, I could have, there was talk of getting scholarships that like would have changed everything for me. And it didn't happen because I wasn't, I didn't take care of myself. And I think I'd like to make an approach roll for that. All right. Fantastic. I'm going to call that heart. All right. And I'm going to not add a skill to that, I don't think. Okay. So nine is your target. Five, seven, ten. Ten. Even with the minus one, you're good to go. All right. Perfect. Okay. Nobody's going to come to this crappy town and offer me a scholarship or anything. Stranger things. Scouts are always looking. Besides, if- you think you think you think a small town kid with a dream isn't any school's dream get? They'll be looking. They're going to be looking at schools like this because they're going to be looking for the next great underdog story. You yeah, just got to keep so- you just got to keep your head on your shoulders long enough to be part of it. What if that doesn't happen? What do I do then? You find another way. You be smart. Because if you keep your head on your shoulders, then you're able to pivot. I pivoted, and I'm all right. I don't know. I know. it's It sucks to hear this because you're at a point 
and things look like they're not going to turn around. I just, you got to hang out. You got to, you got to be, I don't know. You got to be you. What if I don't like me? A lot of us don't like us. That's, that's part of the game, but that's what we're all playing against. And on the best days, you get ahead of it. You stay one step ahead, you take it one day, one step at a time, and you figure, you find a way to, you find a way to work with somebody you don't like. You've worked with people you don't like before, right? Yeah, like my whole life. I don't really like anybody. So then what's working with one more? What's, what's do it? What's getting one over on one more person you don't like? If that's, if that's all that you have is getting one over on somebody that you don't like, that's something. That's a win. And then maybe eventually, if you work at it, you can start to look in the mirror and say, I'm somebody that gets one over on people. And then maybe you start to not let, not dislike yourself quite so much. You think maybe you, you could talk to people for me? I... <laughs> and you know you can't. You've agreed not to. Yep. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. But Stranger Things, right? No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, a uh, a woman comes out of the, the back of the farmhouse, and you recognize her as uh, Cole's mom. And uh, Matilda does not uh, acknowledge your existence whatsoever, which you would expect mm-hmm. that uh, a parent normally would. And she says, Cole... Are you okay? Were you up on those boxes again? No, Ma, I'm fine. Well, get your butt in here. It's almost dinner time. And uh, he starts to to walk away from you, and he stops, and he looks back for just a second. So, I guess I'll see you or whatever. Yeah. Guess I'll see you. And so, as he walks to the door, everything fades to white, and you're back in the in the laboratory. They unstrap you, clean off all the little, uh, the little sensors and everything else, kind of get you set up. All your stuff is waiting for you. And uh, the uh, tech lead technician comes up and says, I, I, I want to make sure that you know, we have uh, a complete support process in place. Um, there is a, um, a 24-hour hotline. So if you need anyone to talk to, we're there. They understand the project and, you know, kind of what you've been going through. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is there anything that we can do or any way that, you know, we can support you in aftercare? I will be in touch with the hotline. I think for now, I just kind of want to get home, decompress. It's TV night with the husband and it's going to be, it's going to be good. I just well need a little I, I just, need a little time to unpack stuff. Is it is it okay? Um, I have one question that they they request that we ask. But please, please leave. It's 
Um, would you be willing to participate in this project in the future? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think I genuinely think I, I would, I think if I'm being honest with you, I didn't, I wasn't the most, I was a little skeptical, but, and I don't know for sure if I did any real good, but I can tell you, I guess that's, that's what I do, right? That's all of what we do. And so, yeah, I think I would. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. And we're here. We're available. Let us know thank if you. there's anything we can do. Thank you. I really, I really do appreciate that. All right. So is there anything that, uh, that uh, the doctor would like to do before he leaves uh, the um, Clears Project offices? Um, I think there's exactly one thing. I think he goes to the, the break room where the, where the bear claws are. Mm-hmm. And I think he takes out of his wallet like 60 bucks or something, like all of the cash that's in his wallet, uh-huh. puts it down with a note that just says, like, donuts for everyone tomorrow morning. <laughs> and like walk and like quietly walks to his car, puts on NPR and like drives home. Awesome. All right. So take a moment. Take a breath. Yeah. Whew. So this, uh, if whenever you're ready, this is where we do the epilogue portion of the game. Yeah, let's uh, do it. So uh, what you're going to do is describe to me kind of a couple of uh, of key moments in Cole's life going forward after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody's life is perfect. Sure. So it's not all sunshine and cupcakes moving forward. But what are some of the struggles he has and what are some of the successes that he has? Um, and then after that, um, because you earned more than the required tokens, um, you're going to talk about somebody whose um, life Cole touches, the okay. way that the work that you did with him ripples out into the greater world. Yeah. So I think I think the struggle and the success are both tied to baseball, I think. Okay. Right? I think it's that I, – I think that – Cole doubles down on baseball, right? Like it's a, for better or for worse, it is, it is a ticket out. And I think it is a a real struggle because as sort of optimistic as, as Herman's like picture of it was, I think there is genuinely going to be like a huge amount of struggle to get, to turn the, turn it into any sort of, to like get the attention of a scout out to, out to this kind of community is legitimately a struggle and is something that may or may not happen. Right. Like is, but, but I think that he still struggling with, still struggling with everything in family, still struggling with everything else. I think he at least doubles down in that and says like, this is a thing I am good at. This is a thing I'm damn good at. I'm going to be great at it. Okay. And like, maybe that, that I, I, I don't think he, I don't think he becomes that much less reckless or prone to outburst, but I think at least 
he at least takes that more seriously as something to put his energy into. Okay. And uh, what about later in life? I kind of think he... I am genuinely unsure if he gets out of that community. You know, having gr- I grew having grown up in that sort of in that sort of rural community and having seen a lot of people around that community, like I could see it being something that he really that he actually does get a co- get like a, a scholarship and go somewhere or it could just as easily be that he is managing that farm 10 years later. But I I I so I, I'm, I'm less clear on, on what happens later in life. Okay. And uh, what, who is somebody who Cole's, uh, who, whose life Cole touches? Following along with this, I kind of like the idea that, like, if it's a rural community, the school probably isn't particularly well staffed. I know the schools, like the schools that I went to, there was a lot of this person is four different roles. So he probably had, like, at least one really strong relationship with, like, the coach who was probably also his English teacher who was also, like, the head of the AV club or something. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that they probably, like, had a really, like, close friendship. Like, a mentorship into a friendship that probably, like, lasts well after adulthood, whether he leaves town or not. Like, they probably stay in touch. Okay. And it's that it's just it's so and I think he that I think it's it's that he is comfortable like being I'd say confident but not confrontational around him, right? Like I think that mm-hmm. the two of them form a bond of of like if you need to if you need to like posture at me, you can posture at me. I will I'm not gonna back down, but I'm not gonna I'm not going to like respond and escalate, but I'll let you, I'll let you puff up your chest. And in exchange, like I will push, I will push you in a, in a, in a supportive way. And I think that, I think that Cole opens up in that kind, opens up to that kind of a person and fantastic feels like, and I think that specifically the coach gets to feel like he made a difference, right? Mm hmm. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, Cole goes on and uh, he leads a good life. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. And he certainly has his struggles like any of the rest of us. Yep. But um, he is certainly in a more emotionally healthy place than he might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I run this game, I create a unique child. Mm-hmm. So Cole is just for you and just for this moment and just for this experience. You are the only person that will ever meet Cole directly or affect his life. That's beautiful. And because you were willing to show up and be vulnerable and uh, reach out with empathy, you were able to touch one child's heart. So thank you so much for playing. That's beautiful. I'm, uh, I, I, as as emotional as it was getting, I, I, I felt like I was keeping it together until that exact moment. Thank you. That is, wow. I am. Yeah. I'm over the moon. This is a, what, a, what, a, what a great game. This is everything I wanted it to be and more. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad oh, to hear that. Beautiful. Camden, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was an amazing experience. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, ble- I'm, I am delighted. I'm going to take a moment and just, just feel this, decompress for a moment, because this was a lot of emotion. 
And I think you're, I gotta say, I think you were exactly right in your description of the game. It is a lot. It is, it is emotionally heavy, but it is such a great game of, of, like you said, hope and connection. And there's the, the, that weight of feeling like you may not have, of, of struggling to make that connection and to deal with those difficult circumstances, but it doesn't feel like it is, it never feels like it is impossible or not worth the struggle. Yeah. Which I think is beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so real quick, before we wrap up the show, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, you can find me at camden.com, C-A-M-D-O-N.com, or on Twitter at Camden. I'm pretty easy to find. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was an absolute delight. And now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Camden for coming on the show. That game was, I don't even have words. It was wonderful. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to the One Child's Heart Kickstarter. Back it. Make the game happen. Um, it is already funded and is blowing through stretch goals. Also, be sure to follow Camden on Twitter at Camden, that's C-A-M-D-O-N. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Then like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. And if you'd like to support the podcasting game design and community support work that I do every single day, you can do so at Patreon.com slash Jeff Stormer. Speaking of podcasts that I do, you should check out a little thing that I make called All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a podcast on the One Shot Podcast Network about character creation, storytelling, and world building, all powered by you. Every week, my best friend Eric Gatano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt and spin it into an original fantasy character using some of our favorite tabletop role-playing games, populating a shared universe along the way, one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. If you enjoyed this show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. All of those things go a long way in helping us find new listeners, which helps us grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming onto the show, you can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Party on.